seven life hacks for 2021. That's right. We've got some tips for a happier, healthier, and more productive 2021. And we are wearing yellow and gray, which are apparently the colors of the year. That's right. At least we're trying. We're Actually, trying. I think silver is better. I think it works yeah. pretty nice. Got to start the year Flashy. off on the right foot. Yeah. Optimistic yellow and uh, kind of gloomy gray. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> but in all seriousness, I'm Leslie Leo. I'm Andrew Ryan. And I'm Natalie So. Let's get to life hack number one. Many of us got a taste last year of what it's like to work from home. Mm. So whether you're still working at home or you just want to be more productive. We want to share with you some tips that were useful for us. And the first one comes from my home office. Now, the first thing you need to do is designate a workspace and time. This is Andrew's home office. <laughs> then set boundaries such as no kids in your workspace and not getting distracted by social media. Our next tip is to stay connected to your colleagues. And we try to do that with a weekly video meeting. The next um, tip is to use the new situation to innovate and to add value to your work, like Leslie did here, <laughs> dancing with dogs, which he wouldn't have done if he was filming hashtag Taiwan on set as he used to. We also arranged interviews with people outside of Taipei, like Douglas Habaker and Tai Zong, who told us how he survived COVID-19 and Xing Yi Huang in New York, who had been performing quarantine music. In a word, what did you guys think of working from home? Hmm. Leslie? Well, it's not quite a word, but... <laughs> Discipline required. When you're forced to work in the same place where all your toys are, it's a recipe for disaster. <laughs> oh, I agree. How about you, Andrew? Yeah, I agree with what Leslie said, but also... Frustrating! Oh, you guys! I mean, I know it's great to work from home. I know you loved it, Natalie. I loved it. Yes, but I think for me, I need a little bit more structure, and we do need a little bit like more FaceTime. like to be around FaceTime. us. Uh, I like to have you around me. <laughs> yeah. I, I could tell. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so uh, those are our thoughts on working from home, and let's go to life hack number two. Now, working from home may have grown a bit more common this year, but what about working in your sleep? That's how our digital minister, Audrey Tang, finds solutions to her work problems. And I was fascinated to hear her talk about this. So um, if I'm doing um, my job uh, well and there's no especially difficult problem to solve, uh, I sleep like seven and a half or eight hours a night. Uh, but if I do have to build common values out of very different positions, uh, then I'll have to work longer. That is to say, sleep longer. So <laughs> I might have to sleep nine hours, like putting extra one hour in <laughs> just to come up with a uh, innovative solution. So you work while you're sleeping. That's right. How do you train yourself mm -hmm. to do that? That's really fascinating. Um, so uh, it, it's very easy, actually. I just read the materials immediately before going to sleep. And I read without sounding them in my head and without passing judgments. So it's like a scanner. You just scan it. You in, read it in on bulk. a computer or? A mm, it could be paper. Uh -huh. uh, but I also have this iPad. 
uh, which is technically a touch screen, but only touch it uh, using um, Apple Pencil. Uh, so again, no um, like touch screen addiction. Uh, <laughs> and, right. So whether it's an ebook or whether it's a, a large real printed paper book, uh, I just flip it immediately before going to bed uh, and then um, say to myself that I will wake up with a solution. Uh, and then I sleep however long it takes. If it's really difficult, I may have to sleep for 10 hours. Uh, that's the longest. <laughs> and then wake up with solution. I don't know about you guys, but I have a hard enough time sleeping as it is. <laughs> so what did you all think of her ideas? Let's start with Leslie. Much like anything that our, you know, Minister Tong brings to the table, it's just, it's, it's too smart. <laughs> <laughs> it's just too much, too high Q, uh, yeah, high intelligence. <laughs> I think it's just totally out of my realm of comprehension. That's true. You can practice though. I could. How about you, uh, I, Nelly? I found her to be really inspiring. I mean, there's just so much innovation coming out of her mind. And you know, mm. she also doesn't like touch screens. Yeah, she uses that little Apple like thing. Because uh, she wants to thing. stay away from yeah. it. She knows it's addictive. So I was so surprised mm. to see how innovative she is about her, her relationship with everything. Yeah, about so. her time, media, work. Yeah. Fascinating as always. We move on now to our life hack number three. Taiwan's been pretty successful keeping its people healthy and free of the coronavirus. In fact, one of our most popular videos from last year focused on how schools were keeping students safe from COVID-19. Children in Taiwan are back to school, but school life has changed. Many schools are using new ways to prevent disease, like these dividers. At Daja Elementary School, every student has their own divider to prevent the spread of viruses through airborne droplets. During lunchtime, the children keep a distance from each other when they're eating. Some schools don't allow their students to talk to each other during lunch. This mom says she's so worried about her kids going back to school, it's affecting her sleep. She used to celebrate when her kids went back to school, but now she says she has a lot more anxiety. The students need to disinfect their shoes before they enter the campus and get their temperature checked. Windows are kept open so fresh air can come in. And now each class has a sanitation monitor. He says his responsibility is to disinfect the classroom, from doorknobs to desktops. The sanitation monitors are in charge of keeping the classroom clean. As children play dodgeball, Taiwan schools hope they can dodge any outbreak of COVID-19. It's pretty good stuff. Anyway, Andrew, Natalie, what you guys think of that, Andrew? Uh, I think that those are all necessary mm. things to teach our kids. Start them when they're young. That's great. And I would describe it as vigilance. I think that's why Taiwan has been so successful. Every little, you know, thermometer and everybody's, you yeah. know, mask. The spraying the hands. Everything. Yep. Yes. I mean, those are Everything cool. helps. Those are great words. I mean, you can't be too careful in these unprecedented times. Anyway, let's move on to life hack number four. Now that they're starting to roll out the COVID-19 vaccines, I think a lot more people are going to start traveling, right? That's right. However, you still want to take precautions to keep yourself safe. Yes, last year I asked Andrew and mm -hmm. Leslie to guess my top 10 list for safety during air travel, and this is what happened. Go. Wear a mask. Good. Uh, wipe down your seat. Good. <laughs> is that all you guys can do? Don't go to the bathroom. Good. Stay in your seat. Stay That's one seat. of them. Don't eat anything. Don't eat anything. Okay. Don't drink anything. Okay. Well, mine was don't bring your own. I mean, bring your own food. Okay. But um, we'll, we'll take that. You got that one. All right. 
Find a seat where you're the only person on the plane. You or can't like three, do that. Three rows behind, no three but you can Okay, your... okay, stay two meters apart from stay people. I'll give you that. No talking. I didn't put that on Lucy. <laughs> no carry-on luggage. I didn't put that on Lucy. That's a pretty good idea. Wait, That's, I, a good I, idea. I That's a good idea. I did a good idea. No, no breathing. <laughs> Hold your breath. <laughs> Use a straw when drinking. <laughs> Get a COVID-19 test before you board the plane. <laughs> Kick everyone else off the plane. Demand to sit with the pilot. Be the pilot. <laughs> That's a good one. That's well, those are one. all great ideas. I think we're done. That we out of. You out. guys got five out of ten. All right. So who got the and five? And Leslie got three. Ooh. Yay! I think some of mine were and excellent ones that just weren't on the list. Okay. Do you want to hear the list? Let's hear the sure. list. Okay. So avoid crowded planes. <laughs> so we try to book um, at off-peak times. Mm. Also, disinfect what other people have touched. Okay, such as your own um, clothes, your passports, you know, your own stuff. Choose a window seat. Oh. oh. Okay, so that'll keep you farther away from people. Wait, so you can open the window and get fresh <laughs> air in the plane? <laughs> the next is about fresh air. Open the air vent. Okay. Did you know that actually the air changes every two and three minutes in oh. the plane? It, they take plane uh, air from the outside. So actually when you keep it on, it's better ventilation for you mm. and wash your hands or san use sanitizer as often as you can. Did we not say that? That feels like something really obvious. That. I feel like that that's just a given. It shouldn't so. be on the list. <laughs> so what did you guys think of the air travel tips? Leslie. A no thank you. <laughs> this is not a no thank you to your, uh, to your air safety chips. I mean, I think those are great, but yeah. I'm saying no thank you to air travel in general because uh. even before the pandemic, it was such a pain. So yeah, you don't like it. You don't air. miss it like some people do, right? I mean, I miss going to other places. I just don't miss, you know, the airplane, the, the security journey. checkpoints, <laughs> the losing the luggage, you know, yeah. the check-in times and stuff like that. Yeah. So uh, we had a lot in common, Leslie. I thought the same thing. Stay home. <laughs> I mean, the best way to keep yourself safe is to not travel. And of course, they're saying if you're in a place where there are a lot of transmissions, it's it's better to stay at home rather mm. than you know risk infecting other people or catching it yourself. Of course. All right. So moving on now to life hack number five. Taiwan is said to be a super aging society by 2025. It's also one of the world's high tech hubs. Apps can tell you if gas is leaking from your stove, send personal health info to your family, and have robots interact with the elderly. In the new year, be sure to take advantage of this new technology, like say having AI check the elderly for early signs of dementia. Could doctors soon be able to tell if patients have dementia just by asking them to raise their arms? With the right equipment, perhaps. On a screen, red dots track how good patients' balance is. If the dots flash, it means that their balance is off, a sign of early-age dementia. Doctors can also place photos of a patient's face on screen and zoom in on tiny signs of imbalance between features that might also hint at early-stage dementia. In addition to looking for physical signs, doctors will also check if patients' brain waves are slower than the average person's. All these tests are part of a new branch of artificial intelligence developed by Kaohsiung Municipal Datong Hospital and National Sun Yat-sen University. In particular, the project aims to spot dementia caused by Alzheimer's. Is someone in your family becoming more forgetful than usual? While it is difficult to detect early signs even for doctors, the new AI system may soon be able to help your loved ones get the diagnosis they need. 
All right, Natalie and Andrew, tell me what you guys thought about that AI technology. Andrew? Uh, well, I think it is very impactful. I always like seeing, you know, high tech being used in very practical ways that we can experience as normal human beings, rather than being, you know, hidden in our devices. So that's kind of cool. Yeah, it is cool. And though some people are, you know, anxious, I actually th think it's very exciting what's coming up in AI. Mm. So instead of being anxious about AI and how it may disrupt our lives, there's a lot to be excited about. Yes, absolutely. it can be very helpful. That's right. All right, on a life hack number six. One form of art that has brought many people comfort and inspiration throughout the pandemic is music. That's right. And I actually interviewed a concert pianist, Xin Yi Huang, who would record himself playing the piano and then he would post those videos on the internet with the hashtag quarantine music. He told us why people responded so positively to his videos. So I was doing it at first just to share music, but then people started to comment on it and then uh, people enjoy it and they find like sort of a safe space for them every day, a couple minutes just to reflect on how they feel and stuff like that. And then it, I was really inspired. So then I started to take requests and stuff like that. And then just to learn a piece every day. And it turns out to be a lot a lot more work than I expected, but you know, it's, it's wonderful. Now, Natalie, you also looked into the science behind why music can help reduce stress. There are many neurological responses in the brain when we listen to music. There's an increase of immunoglobulin A, which boosts our immune system, and natural killer cells, which attack harmful bacteria and germs. Connecting with music also increases dopamine, which makes us happier, and reduces cortisol, which is a stress hormone. So whether it's creating, playing, or just listening to music, it soothes our minds. Music actually alters our brain waves, which helps us relax. It can even help you overcome insomnia. Listening to calming music in a relaxed position for 45 minutes helps you fall asleep easier. The beauty of music is it distracts us from our worries. And it's a creative outlet that helps us explore and express our deepest emotions. So Natalie and Leslie, what did the two of you think about the power of music? Leslie, why don't we start with you? Oh, uh, well, Andrew is a lot more scientific than I thought. <laughs> you know, this goes out the realm of my expertise, but I used to think Music sounds good. Music makes me happy. Happy Leslie, good. <laughs> well put. I like that. I think yeah. of it as the power of renewal. Mm. Sometimes I feel more relaxed. Sometimes I feel more energized. It's a, a kind of renewal. I love it. Yeah. And what better for uh, the year 2021? All right, moving on to our next life hack. One of the most touching interviews I did last year was about fatherhood with Dale Carnegie founder John Hay, who's written many books about relationships. That's right. And he talked about what parents really want from their children. And this life hack is something you can use in any relationship. Your parents would be more, most appreciative when you tell them how important role your parents played in your life, mm. either in writing a letter 
Don't just say the card. Parent, Father's Day's card. Just write. You have to write it yourself. Right? <laughs> yeah, must be a handwritten right? paragraph. Mm. Not even just the one line. Happy Father's Day. That won't work. <laughs> so, either writing a letter, or if you are self-confident enough, tell them face to face how much you love them and uh, in what incident or example your parents did on you, either at home or at school or at outside, which means a lot to you today. Don't ever think there are plenty of time. I will do next year. And then several years passed, you still wouldn't do it because this is out of your comfort zone. Mm. Just, you do, just don't feel easy or comfortable. But it means so much. It right? means so much to them. Expressing your appreciation. What did you guys think of his idea? Uh, three words, Natalie. Gotta do that. Aww, gotta do that. Gotta do it. It's not even like gotta do that more. It's just like I flat out need to do it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I hear you. Leslie, my words, say it. Uh, he was suggesting writing a letter, but why not just uh, tell your parents in person? I think they'd That's love that too. Right. I love it when my kids give me a card. I mean, I'm totally, I totally melt. <laughs> you know, I'm like, it's worth it being a mom. <laughs> Everything I've done is worth it. That's great. So, yeah. Anyways, a great suggestion for the new year. So there you have it, seven life hacks for 2021. And what were your favorites? Uh, Leslie? I want to say probably uh, the Dale Carnegie appreciation one, only because it poses the biggest challenge to me. <laughs> I like that. You know, I feel the same way. I feel like I really need to do this with my family, friends, and I appreciate you guys. You guys are awesome co-hosts. I appreciate you too, Bobby. <laughs> and I appreciate you too, Leslie. I appreciate everybody within a five-meter vicinity. You know, I have to say, I was going to say the Audrey Taiwan one where, you know, working in your sleep. Oh, that's a good one. Because I really want to try that this year. But, I mean, I, I'll be a team player. I, I, I like the same one you guys liked. <laughs> anyway, check in with us again next week when we go over our animals of the year. That's, that's going right. to be great. And tell us which life hack was your favorite. Leave a comment below. Subscribe if you like the show. For Taiwan Insider, I'm Natalie So. I'm Leslie Liao. And I'm Andrew Ryan. See you next week. The sound of the Puyuma tribe on Radio Taiwan International. Andrew Ryan and Ellen Chu as they sample their way through Taiwan's culinary delights. Andrew, I thought we said no more intestines. <clears throat> That's on Feast Meets West, 
every Saturday, only on Radio Taiwan International. Radio for refined palates. Visit RTI at English.RTI.org.TW.